0: Welcome to to the Conscious. My name is Antonius Brown. And I'm Reverend Bryant. Uh, so today we're going to talk about this segment, uh, Policy Considerations. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a uh, positive policy, policy, ideals, kind of destruct them, and uh, see uh, where the uh, real meat lies.
1: Right. So we get these considerations from a recent march in our uh, alma mater, I guess is what you call it. Yeah. And <laughs> you don't go to school there anymore. Uh, Prairie View a and we mentioned it a bunch. And uh, so in the rest of the in the way of the rest of the country, uh, as we reinvigorate Black Lives Matter, because they always do, always have matters, but uh, we gotta make it happen, right? Uh, On a policy level, uh, there was a march seven miles long, approximately, from uh, essentially from Prairie View's campus all the way to the uh, county jail. And so uh, it was hot, uh, but students were concerned and impassioned, and we made it happen. us in small part, you know, putting it together. We didn't put it together, yeah. <laughs> but we were there. You know, we made, we made it happen physically, right? And, and, and did the work. And then uh, there's there's some policy demands that were made there that are quite popular, you know, in and around the community that we'd like to take a look at. So
0: one of our demands we made was uh, we demand accountability. Uh, so a citizen review board for Wallet County. Um, the second demand was uh, bail reform. Uh, so like you see, it's like Washington, D.C. Or San Francisco, I think also has this policy mm-hmm. of a uh, cashless bail. Um, basically, well, you are released on your own reconnaissance based on the a system of how uh, how much of a threat you are to be a flight risk. And uh, finally, uh, uh, we demanded rehabilitation programs at right. uh, the jails for those who do them a certain time in the jail to be programs uh, to help them rehabilitate from when they uh, do leave uh, the jail. So this leads into the other popular ideals. Um, you know, I think as a whole in, a, in, a, in the uh, world, one thing that comes with lots of community policing. Um, the other one is define the police or arrest the community. Uh, force the escalation methods like uh, eight can't wait uh, was a great uh, a great website. I'll continue to say it time and time again. And then bias training, which I can go on a rant about how that's an issue. <laughs> right. so, first things first is community policing. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm gonna run down the popular argument that yeah. we've heard a lot. <laughs> And then you know, go ahead and deconstruct. Yeah. So first things first. Um, this is community policing, not in the popular way in, in public policy. Or you hear of community policing, it's like, oh, my police should look like me. They should be like the na- they guy next door. That is not uh, what is being proposed here. And is the more dare we say radical idea of community policing, wearing uh, just community members, almost like a neighborhood watch, but with some kind of executive power. Uh, to actually like arrest and not citizens' arrest, but genuine arrest and uh, punish for crimes. The examples given would be like uh, in the Asian American community in in the Chinatown, right? So uh, there's the police aren't as active over there and they quote unquote police uh, their own community. I was about to start critiquing about <laughs> all that. How you handle it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the main problem with that uh, concept is that. Um, Green's policing only really only happens in places where uh, English is not, is not the majority uh, dominant language. Um, so, like uh, Chinatown, or like places uh, what they call it, like Little Italy, or even um, places where Mexican Americans or La- Latino Americans mm-hmm. yeah uh, can speak uh, a vast amount of languages. So you talking about um, Portuguese, Spanish, different versions of Spanish, Korean, um, Chinese, yeah. Italian. Um, New York is a real big place. This happens a lot. Um, and basically, those places, uh, there's community policing out of necessity, not out of a, a, a uh, want for the community to handle its own businesses, but out of a necessity because the police department doesn't have the resources to uh, linguistically to, uh, speak, basically, don't have the language uh, ability. I cannot talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. won't understand. Like. To work with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so therefore, those places, there needs to be a translator, um, and just not wanting to deal with the police and deal with the translator all the times, uh, you decide uh, to uh, go uh, to someone else in the community who is an uh, older person, a figure who can be looked up to, um, a godfather. Often a thug. Yeah. Often, I
1: mean, you know, when you think about, oh man, I need somebody protected. Oh, yeah. I need something done with force.
0: Yes. You think yeah, a, a godfather. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's who becomes the people who can uh, patrol and control those communities. Um, so community policing is a myth of the fact that it's going to uh, solve the problem we have for policing today. Um, It doesn't, especially in the Black community, we don't have the language barriers, therefore uh, it doesn't work in that same way. And also the whole idea of giving uh, community officials some executive power, it it starts to break down, we start to get into the needy-gritty of it. Um, The one that does work though is investing in the community. So, investing like the schools, mental health, things like that nature, Those do seem to work because uh, you're investing on the front end of these issues uh, many times, uh, which is a lack of education, a lack of mental health, uh, a lack of uh, other things. But what is this normally, uh, the problem we see with this is we just don't have the money to do it. Um, You know, like big budget cities probably can, but you talk about small towns, you just don't have the uh, capacity.
1: Yeah, it's a tragedy. Uh, you know the kids going to act the fool when they cut the programs for after school. Yeah. Kanye West, you know, it's it's not a rocket science. If people don't feel cared for, if you're not giving them things to make their lives rich, now I'm broke
0: and what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I think um, if we're going to talk about the policy con- concern, I think Williams makes make a certain is that um, the biggest issue we're going to have to go forward and people talk, talk about policy is that um, the way the police unions work, the way city budgets work, and the fact that COVID is going to zap so much money out of the city budget, so yeah. This is going to be an uphill battle to get these institutions built. And the, the way, uh, the, the practice of building the institution from the ground up uh, is not going to be overnight. It's going to take a long time, you know. Uh, Minneapolis had a historic vote to abolish the police force, but a police department, but it's going to be a long time maybe five to ten years before you really see the few the fruits of that labor and what does it look like and did, did it go well the fourth thing i talk about is uh, bias training so we're skipping over force de escalation because we talked about that on the last um, episode so uh, when i'm going to roe and how that works that's the force de escalation um eight can't wait again a perfect uh, a perfect resource uh, resource to look into how that works but bias training because Joe Biden and other people, I didn't even need the president to get onto this stuff. People need to have implicit bias training. Uh, and I'm going to let you rip for that one, a new one. <laughs>
1: so, uh, my black people, I know we've all felt in the atmosphere the spirit of Caucasian repentance. My white friends, co workers, even an Asian homie reached out and <laughs> said, hey, I think I was racist and I'm sorry. Are they new people? <laughs> Will they still cross the street or clutch their purse when you're around? We know what's going to happen here, yeah. right? De-escalation treatment is not even as powerful as watching George Floyd choke for 8 and four, eight minutes and 46 seconds, right? Yeah. So Starbucks tried it. Police departments tried it. And all the biases and all the problems cannot, uh, with, with all their depth, mm-hmm. with all the historical precedents and all the mental uh, brainwashing all the master narrative and you know things of that nature that yeah. play into it is not going to be done by people who can barely train themselves to not just kill people yeah. all the time. So yeah, it's tra- different training, right? Oh, there's a bunch of different ways to train out yeah. of these behaviors, but uh implicit violence training uh, is putting a Band-Aid upon a bullet wound. Black box. Yeah.
0: Also, I think the problem with bias training is tra- it's just. Common sense says that this is the people who need the training the most are going to want us to be most uh, resistant <laughs> exactly, to the yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, there's a, a, a anti-intellectual uh, con, a mindset to these people who do need this training. So you get a psychologist to come in and so start telling you uh, that you are racist. Uh, you know, <laughs> deep Everybody's racist. Yeah. I mean, deep subconscious. They're not going to want to hear that. They're going to shut that off and not going to get a noise. So I think it's just, I, and I think um, as you, you know, as you often said, you can't um, mandate conviction. You know, so I think <laughs> one, of the, one of the main issues is that um, I can set rules around how you interact with the public, but your heart—that's in you God. and God—and once the
1: man is dead or whatever, violation yeah. is it's done, yeah. and the police union doesn't care about the by a training, yeah. and they're going to protect you regardless. Yeah. So I
0: think I think that's. A, a, an ideal for the birds, really. I think if you invest in the community, you, de, you do try uh, de-escalation, and uh, you try uh, to, to, uh, to do, uh, to break down the whole of police units. I think that's where we can have the most uh, uh, acceptance. But why is prison implicit by training so widely accepted by Congress and other people? Because, I mean,
1: like everything, it's, it's the cost is relatively low mm-hmm. in every way. It doesn't cost as much Administratively, it doesn't cost, cost a lot of money. Like you said, those who want to be resistant can't just sit there and be resistant, and get a certificate, and get on with their lives. It doesn't take uh, nearly as much as uh, changing the original training or investing in the community or any other yeah. uh, solutions we've,
0: we've listed. So, as we move forward and you talk about uh, policy, this type of policy of politicians, I would implore you to get into the numbers, uh, get into um, dollars and cents of how you're being into your budget uh, and try to make uh, conscious decisions moving forward on how we can make uh, changes into our police police force and police departments. All right, so next, uh, I think we're going to talk about, you know, uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter organization, right? Not so much the ideal, but the uh, organization. Um, In this, this, I think we want to really kind of deconstruct what it is, how does it work, and uh, is it working? So. Real quick, of course, the historian. Let's talk uh, about uh, <laughs> the story of Black Lives Matter. The
1: the uh, the origin story. Yeah, yeah the, the origin story. Lee style, right. okay. Uh, I wish it could be that, like light. Okay. But I can't. I'm about to say so. The spider, radioactive yeah, spider. But no, nah, The real thing is, unfortunately, Trayvon Martin was killed by the George Zimmerman. Right? Uh, tragedy strikes. Everybody's heartbroken. What year um, was that again? He died in 2012, okay. and then a year later, Zimmerman was acquitted. 2013. I remember this very clearly because I was in high school with white children, and it was a mess. Um, and, they, and they, anyway. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, white children, high school. Um, yeah, it's 2013, yeah. So, uh, Alicia Garza, who I believe was a college student at the time, uh, writes a uh, eloquent, expressive Facebook post. One could call it a poem. I refer to it as a poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, an open letter, though. Uh, to really uh, America to say that Black lives matter, our lives matter. Is how she ends it, and um, it just took off. You know, sometimes a viral moment simply happens, and uh, people are you know that's the phrase. That's really encapsulates the essence of this. Why do our lives matter, right? So then uh, there are protests in Ferguson, protests in Baltimore, and we see videos now, which is different from uh, the the case of. Which is just a gross injustice of Trayvon Martin. But we see popping up in just stunning frequency videos of black men dying at the hands of police, which also makes it worse. And so now Black Lives Matter uh, being more, it's more than the Emmett Till sentiment and more of an organized resistance against the police. And so now uh, Garza and her uh, friends and um, colleagues, uh, who are all, in this case, women and, uh, and uh, a couple of them are queer, I believe, uh, collaborate to form Black Lives Matter as an organization. They do this with the mindset of, okay, so if we're going to have a civil rights organization, they can't be like those before, I don't wanna get murdered, mm-hmm. and understandable, um, Dr. King, I don't wanna uh, be sabotaged uh, like uh, the members of the Black United Party for self-defense, so mm-hmm. how can we avoid these things? We can do it by decentralizing and making them uh, local chapters that don't really even link up to a national network. Black Lives Matter began as a sentiment, as an idea, and it would—it was planned to coexist as a, a fractured uh, movement of sorts, not necessarily a organization, right? right? And so Black Lives Matter swells with the aforementioned cities, kind of dies down after the riots, after the protesting, and then, um, Unfortunately, we can become kind of numb to mm-hmm. seeing this kind of thing uh, on video, and then the, the current moment happens, right? So it's re-sparked up, and we have now a, a new flood of the same criticisms that we had from, you know, the typical uh, conservatives, uh, where they say, oh, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization, right? Because some members would like to say things in the blanket, mm-hmm. fry them like bacon. To a black person, that means absolutely nothing because yes. I've been frustrated at the police there is a whole song yeah. uh, of multiple songs. Yes. So we got all this uh, sentiment boiling over, lots of criticism from the right, demonizing, and lots of criticism from the left and or black community where the the structure isn't quite working or the, 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 uh, the movement, the actual marches, the protests aren't quite efficient. And so now we have a time to reflect again, and we gotta say, is this uh, fractured, uh, separated, uh, separate organs working together for a singular goal that aren't quite communicating with each other? Right. Does that work?
0: Yeah. And so I think just touch on the criticism from the right. I think it was it was very uh, pointed in how the structure came about because in Ferguson, um, the hands up don't shoot the right, their whole argumentation was well that didn't happen, and so therefore uh, your, whole, your whole protest and argumentation is mute. Black lives don't matter. Yeah, you're cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. And, and Baltimore, because there were riots, they're like, well, see, now you're disorganized, and therefore your whole conversation is mute. Right? Did you just steal something? Yeah. Black don't matter. Yeah. And so, that happened time and time again. A black person would die. Uh, there would be some some murky way to look at it a different way, and therefore the conversation becomes mute again, right? Um, and then now in 2020, it really, we, we really pushed past that, right? So even, even in the LA Times, put a, a Looter's like Rampage, you know, title, mm-hmm. yes. on their like front please, page, please. yeah. And even that, still we pushed past, yeah. and now the whole idea of Black Lives Matter is really strong. And we're talking about this because a lot of celebrities have started to, corporations, start to donate to Black Lives Matter. So if the money is going to the organization, then how does the organization work? And so it being de-structuralized, uh, right? So being having a Black Lives Matter in uh, Houston, having one in Dallas, which really started as Black Lives Matter in Texas, and then became these two different uh, organizations, one in Houston, one in Dallas. They just, one in Austin, and maybe one in El Paso also. Um, each city is supposed to have its own um, head to the organization, um, but, but they're all fractured, right? Uh, how do they work together in harmony? What is the main list of goals? What's the main list of, uh, of demands that they have as an organization? But there's an argument for why they're de- deconstructed. I think we should give that uh, 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 argumentation some adherence.
1: Uh, I mean, why you saying why scatter everything? Yeah, why scatter? Why not yeah. have a unifying thing? Yeah. and this is kind of I mentioned it earlier, and I'm, I'm being a bit unfair when I speak about the uh, Black Panther Party for Self Defense. Uh, the original Black Panther Party uh, in Oakland had clear goals and uh, clear uh, ethos, clear mission and uh, political philosophy because it was started by a political philosopher in QBP News. Yes. but other chapters um, when influenced by different actors became to uh, behave differently so some uh, you know, get different imagery with their clothing so, so the, the berets, the leather jackets that are iconic from Oakland wearing their set of the dress some got the Cuban links on fat gold chains yeah. Uh, some are far more down for beating up drug dealers and breaking people's legs. Uh, some are more akin to the uh, Black Liberation Army and are down for committing crimes in a Robin Hood-esque way of uh, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. but Still with a similar kind of Marxist ideal, but they're not readers of Marx, right? Yeah. And so there is variance in their more scattered way. I think Black Lives Matter just thought, okay, they still got got mm-hmm. in a bunch of different ways. So let's spread out even more to where there's almost an elimination of hierarchy and we're on paper nearly invisible. And again, what you primarily see is the sentiment hashtag Black Lives Matter is undefeatable. And we see that actually prevail. First, Mm -hmm. I thought it may have lost, but it prevailed.
0: Yeah. Um, And also, uh, there's more inclusion. The argumentation is more inclusion in the deconstruction, right? So um, when you have structure, many times the the arbitration of the, the, um, um, uh, the patriarchal setup comes into play again, right? So uh, men tend to take the lead. Uh, women and queer voices are not heard. And so therefore, if you're more in the, uh, the structured uh, then those voices can't be heard. They can get leadership roles, right? Um, so because NWCP had an issue for a long time with, uh, with uh, that inclusion happening, right? SNCC and LCLC, um, also had inclusion uh, some inclusion issues. So the question, if if we de- are const- uh, uh, de- structure- de- deconstructing deconstructing, right? Um, do you think that do you think that structure uh, can can achieve the goals it seeks to achieve? Ah uh, no, and, uh, yeah, to yeah, it stack. I, I
1: really vehemently disagree, and I've had this opinion since uh, twenty fifteen uh, when I really looked into Black Lives Matter as Black Lives Matter was, and I don't have a beef, this is no beef, I wanna be yeah. clear, this is gonna sound very uh, salty. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in 2015, when I began uh, my college career at, uh, as a student at Prairie uh, that that was just after Sandra Bland died, and Black Lives Matter was all but invisible, not present at all. Now, the organization can only do so much, but at the same time, this is an exceedingly high profile mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter case, that means Sandra Bland if you get the hashtag Sanja Blaine, you're gonna see hashtag Black Lives mm-hmm. right next to it. And so where are the operatives of this organization, right? And then in, in looking into it, uh, one, it's ineffective because it doesn't have that level of organization where you can see an, an instance of injustice and directly address it. Secondly, on the idea of inclusion, uh, the, the, the patriarchy, discrimination against any particular group, but in this case, queer folk, uh, is going to happen because we are in the place and time we are. America in 2020, for you know, not incomprehensible reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. it's structural. You know, it's class. It's it's it's, it's uh, discrimination is intentional, but uh, was intentionally implanted into our culture. But our culture is sick, and so we always are going to uh, uh, are exhibit some symptoms of it. Mm-hmm. And in, that's the corporate world, in the church, <laughs> in nonprofits. And in this case, uh, civil rights activism. So, if we understand that and and then intentionally work against it and have some kind of meritocracy or a pursuit of elevating these voices, then it can be done. But if we sacrifice effectiveness, why even have the organization in the first place? Yeah. And I would give an example in public service, particularly education, uh, when and then there is discrimination. There is, like I, I do not want to equivocate, but again, this is. Just American, like <laughs> if if you make the effort, I believe you can have a hierarchy where you have uh, orders coming from the top and soldiers coming out and, and mm-hmm. making things happen orderly. And that person at the top can be a, uh, a trans black woman, mm-hmm. right? Like I'll, I'll, if we intentionally make that a possibility, and if you want that to happen, you can intentionally put that person there. Uh, and yeah, like I said, education. Women are principals, teachers from top to bottom. Every office I've seen. Uh, even on the Texas you know, board, State Board of Education, uh-huh. women. Uh, it's not all women, but you know, there is representation. It's very diverse, uh-huh. all ethnicities. So uh, I just don't believe that we should quit and throw the baby out with the bathwater on the organizational structure that was so effective in the uh, middle of the 20th century.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, maybe I'm the bad part, it. It's got to be one of your favorite sayings because it comes up. I mean, we, our generation's really good at that. Yeah. We're really good at seeing like this thing is broken and things be broken. That's yeah. a, they
1: recognize the evil, but it's like, yo, the evil is is in a lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not just hierarchy. It's it's just America.
0: Yeah. Also, I think um, there is a almost like a twitter fondness to say this is not your grand my grandparents movement or is do not like my ancestors so, like i'll whip a cop's behind right and you know that's how we grandfather like never <laughs> i think a lot of y'all i think a lot of y'all playing i think yeah. i think most of y'all not about about that life secondly though um i think we we miss out we we don't understand the hard uh the hard organizational skills that led to the Civil Rights Movement, right? For, uh, you know, 40 to 60 years, in um, the S.C.P., these Black church was learning over and over again how to organize, doing frustration drives, uh, organizing um, and getting a help of the community. They learned how to do that, right? So, Omega Everest, uh, one of the first Black leaders who were killed, was killed in the Civil Rights Movement, was a master organizer in Dixie South, and that is why he was killed. He worked in he got When he got shot outside his home, his car was full of uh, NNACP t-shirts and a bunch of, of bumper stickers, things like that, because he was organizing, right? He was a man on the ground. There was a reason why you're gonna uh, knock it down, go for the organizer first, right? And I think uh, we forget, you know, uh, these people who were behind closed doors doing these things, right? Uh, the Montgomery bus boycott only happens because there is a organization of taxi drivers, people giving other people a rise to uh, work, uh, people being willing to sacrifice. And I think the, deconstru- the deconstruction of Black Lives Matter um, comes from a misunderstanding or a misnomer of the organization that t- 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 to, the ha- t- have to ha- make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I do believe that there are a new generation of activists who understand uh, organization and are trying to work. The problem is, I don't think the Twitter sphere, <laughs> you know, many times encourages that grit and grind that it takes to register people to vote to do those things, you know? It's not sexy to, to organize, you know? Yeah, it
1: doesn't not make for a good uh, selfie or any other kind yeah. of photo. On
0: Instagram,
1: your story is boring. Yeah. <laughs> if you sitting there signing paperwork, yeah, a
0: yeah. a hey, hey, typing up a of copied email to be blasted <laughs> out to your congressman, yeah. doesn't make for a good Snapchat right. story. But going to get like cops does, you know. I understand that, but if you don't do one, then the other is fruitless. Is, hey y'all, is, is fruitless.
1: peep this spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty years of public policy. I'm gonna get on that ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
0: think uh, there is. I liked at the end of the talk, right? I think we are learning from our The reason why I made you say the year in the first place was because um, that was 2012, uh, 2013, and now in 2020. Um, in the long run of things, mm-hmm. that wasn't that long ago, right? So uh, change happens slow and painfully. Um, we we're only at the 10-year mark. yeah. Uh, so I think uh, we're doing good for we're And we learn,
1: you know. So, I mean, mistakes are made a lot of criticism here and there, but I mean, you know, these these are necessary steps, and like I said, Black Lives Matter prevails ultimately, and that's what we all wanted anyway. So, like, it's it's all good. Last word. Yeah. If you think spreadsheets are sexy, (laughs) (laughs) then we can rock, you know?
0: Alright, so it's time for everybody's favorite uh, debate section, yeah. uh, we get the heroes go back and forth real quick. So, what is the uh, resolution? Um, yes,
1: well, yeah, last time we didn't do a resolution, yeah. that's improper to, to the point of race and assault. <laughs> but, uh, so so basically, the resolution is a statement that we're going to disagree about, because asking a question in a debate, if you really do debate, right, if you know debate theory, does mm-hmm. not make sense. So. We're gonna, I'm going to give you my statement and then you just going to contradict it. Very simple. The resolution is resolved. Corporate Black Lives Matter statements are indicative of substantive change. And let me get into three reasons why I believe this is true. First, it's a clear marker of progress. right? Regardless of whether or not Nike, the NFL, Cinemark, who's dead anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, you know, it's COVID is doing its thing. Yeah. So, regardless of whether or not they actually think My Black Lives Matter is... My Black Lives Matter. Yeah. They are saying it. And they wouldn't do that yesterday. And that means so much. Either the public pressure is enough. Either the BLM movement is enough. Something is enough to make them affirm black life, which in America, shockingly enough, is, uh, is new. And so that's, that, that speaks volumes, right? Our, our, our society is moving forward and we forced it to do that. Uh, secondly, is that uh, companies are actually changing policies, uh, the way they operate, the products that they make, and, and how they price them, things of that nature. Prime example, and uh, I'll refer to uh, the genius work of Tyler O'Koma, you may have know him as Tyler, the creator. Back when his work was a lot less respectable, <laughs> uh, he had an adult swim show, did pranks and sketches. One of the sketches was, Negro strips and uh, skaters and those kids who play outside are very well aware of the the uh, mind boggling revelation that <laughs> band were made for to be skin color. Yeah. I did not understand that. Uh, I just thought made was the color of the bandage. So uh, now bandage is like, oh, we need to make Negro strips like kind of the crater. Yes, of course. And they got all these different shades. And so that is a, you know, that is new. That is something now that when a black child scrapes his knee at school, the teacher
0: hopefully has negro strips ready to place on his knee. You're not called negro strips, <laughs> just call band yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I like this. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, a huge win uh, that links into the first argument is that with all these statements being made now, there is accountability, or at least uh, the possibility thereof. America is held accountable unlike most the vast majority of other states uh, due to its very high lofty ideals uh written into the constitution so if not for the words of thomas jefferson uh then we wouldn't be able to say that black lives ought to matter just as much as anyone else's. if all men were not created equal uh or not, oh, yeah. If (laughs) all were not created equal, according to the Constitution, we'd have a big problem. And if we weren't uh, able to make these amendments, we'd have a big problem. So they've made amendments, right? All these, the NFL, Roger Goodell made an amendment. And so now we at least have something to say. You said that you were going to do it. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. And I, uh, I'm gonna pressure you to, to hold to to what you said, as opposed to pressure you, told you what I want you to do. Right.
0: Yeah. All right. So my kind of argument, right? So again, this is uh, educational, but allow me to warm up. First thing, Roger Goodell, NFL. Um, no, uh, <laughs> basically. So. I think we, many times, think of capitalism, um, we think of it as a way that Adam Smith um, uh, mm-hmm. conjured the idea of a free market society, right? And the hand of the market, right? Um, the invisible hand of the market. The version of capitalism that America has is very much preserved in a ugly, incest child that does not resemble what Adam Smith had in mind. Yeah. And why that is important, why I make that distinction, is because the concept of accountability that I can whole set business accountable for not doing uh, the actions that they're going to do, it's just a concept and not uh, act actually work um, uh, when we get to the meet, uh, when the road meets the road, right? So we are still going to watch football on Sunday. Whether or not Con Capitan gets a job, whether or not uh, the NFL starts to treat its players better are still going to watch football on Sunday. And when we know that, the NFL has let its players get concussions and die or commit suicide. for years on end, and I am still going to tune in on Sunday to watch football. So that is one issue. Secondly, we knew since the 90s that Nike had sweatshops, but I still got forces on my feet right now, right? So I think uh, we talk about accountability, but it's just um, the the engine that is uh, capitalism just continues to move unless there is uh, someone with enough power to start breaking it, like a Teddy Roosevelt who broke that big business during the, the end of the Gilded Age, right? Uh, the regular consumer doesn't have that type of power as much as we think they do, right? Uh, secondly, we talk, we uh, pointed about uh, the statements being uh, a sign of substance change, right? It's like the statement, them saying the statement itself being a change, I don't think it shows a change. I think it just is pandering to me, right? So, um, they know we want to hear it. And if maybe I'll say it and you'll shut up, right? So, just saying Black Lives Matter didn't like hurt Roger Goodell to say that. And it didn't hurt Nike to post it, right? And the people who have been fighting against it, um, is, it doesn't make any sense, right? So, the Knicks like didn't want to say Black Lives Matter. And that just was dumb because the Rockets wrote up a little statement and then they said, bye lives matter. And well, yeah, we're all here for the Rockets. And then we forget that they almost fired uh, Daryl Morey over coming out in support of the Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah protests, right? So um, it was just a statement and I can say anything, right? I can say anything in support of anybody and I don't really have to mean it, right? And I also think policy changes um, are the bare minimum, right? So, uh, Band-Aid making black people Band-Aids. or oh, Band-Aids are deaf, covered black people's flesh, right? That's cool, right? Yeah. But who's on the board of Band-Aids Corporation, right? How easy is it to move up in the organizational structure, right? So um, you, them changing the Band-Aid color means nothing to me. I want to see organizational change, right? And so the kind argument to that is going to be, well, you can have accountability, but I just destroyed that and I did the accountability it's a myth because they could do what they wanted to do
1: I said destroy I yeah. it. <laughs> yeah with yeah. facts and logic yes I'm dead okay so you know as I close because there, there ain't a whole lot to dead. say I'm, I'm gonna just shut it down <laughs> um, there's art that goes through this, this series right that we've been recording uh, in this session, this uh, installment is that um Progress has been made. It's really true. I think honestly, the fact, like the fact that Prairie View students max, march seven miles in the Texas heat, uh, the fact that uh, Black Lives Matter uh, it has this research and it is now um, more has a higher approval rating than the president of the United States. Matter, now. That's not hard. Has <laughs> <a> higher
0: approval
1: <laughs> rating than the president of the United States, right? A duly elected, well, duly elected president of the United States, more popular than him.
0: And That's then, I don't think it's, it's
1: <laughs> major corporations, Fortune 500, the ones you see on the stock exchange, uh, are uh, uh, giving Black Lives Matter statements. These are not revolutionary happenings. You no know who's going to argue that, right? They're not radical, uh, but they are indicative. The resolution the support. <laughs> they are indicative of substantive change. Give me that. And I think I think uh as we push for more, always push for more, never settle black people uh for anybody. Uh you know, be hungry, want the equality. I'm I am a man, but you know, when I get a crumb, eat the crumb. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not gonna be satisfied. I want a whole loaf, but I mean I'm not gonna die because I don't want the crumb. Like, come on doc. Yeah, I eat the crumb and then you know give, give me some more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know, I can, yeah, I, I understand because like NASCAR, like you of a Confederate flag and a it of happen, happened, right? That is a step in the right direction, but I come back to the fact that the people were going to go see NASCAR races, right? not the best from of them, but still enough of a subset of the population that it's still going to be a hostile environment, right? You may have taken away their flag when are still going to have the same uh, feelings, right? And then and when it comes to the NFL, right? When I'm saying to come back to the same conclusion, that Roger Dill may say Black Lives Matter, but like Con Capital loss is prime. Every, they also paid him
1: millions of dollars and anybody can kneel at any time.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we're gonna have a problem when it comes September when Jerry Jones tells the Cowboys to go play football and I don't care about COVID.
1: Call of Duty. <laughs> People booted up the game, white boys booted up the game and was mad.
0: Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I think. I think you know, you know, if I have to give my true feelings, yes. I think we are heading in the right direction. I think accountability is going to have to be strong. I think we're going to have to make some tough choices. You know, I saw some some new Jordans that I want. I may have to hold back on that purchase so I can make sure that you know the goat holds up his end of the deal. You know, uh, I think those things would be important. I think, you know, I think we can speak with our wallets. I mean, if we start speaking with our wallets, people are going to change, you know. HUB gave a thousand waterfalls to Prairie he right?
1: They gave, uh, I presume, a million to uh, the institution of Prairie View and University. Yeah, uh, and they uh, gave- Charles, No, excuse me, Charles Butt, the founder of HUB, yeah. gave out of his personal money to Prairie View and m University to a program that continues to be larger African-American studies program, right? So, like, it was very much, like, black people for you because,
0: yeah. uh, you know, I kind of sat around like, oh, I got pushed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, H-E-B a- 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 wants to be seeing my dollar simp, right? So those things are important, you know.
1: H-E-B
0: a- is a grocery store in Southeast Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Texas, yeah. Uh, so I you can vote with your, with your dollar. I think those things are important. So um, as it comes to the close, right? Um, for Black Lives Matter, I think we're moving in the right direction. Uh, for the policy change I think we gonna get back into um, the podcast called The Weeds I'm say The Weeds of, uh, of the policy uh, tweak it and then roll it back out with some real hard numbers for our politicians the politicians are stupid just need to hand the policy and then work it and when it comes to corporations I think you know this it's looking up but I think we need to make some uh, we need to make sure we hold people accountable and make sure this you know five years from now they hold up to what they say they going to say Work. Uh So my name is Antonio Brown. Irving Bryant. It's relatively conscious. We were kind of what? Just kind of.